Hey guys, welcome to Peace of Authenticity with the Andersons. We're live every Monday morning and we want to be current and authentic and genuine in every topic that we bring for you guys. Nothing is more refreshing than when people are open and honest with their walk with God. And that's just what we want to do. We want to have conversations with you weekly that ignite you and challenge you to be the best that you can be. A lot of times we think that we have to have it all put together and we put on masks to get through our week. But here, we want to be able to just talk it out. Exactly how it comes out is exactly how it's going to be. So join in on the conversation. Hey, everybody. <laughs> What's going on? I'm sorry. Like, I'm just laughing because literally right before we started recording, Jordan cleared her throat and goes, sorry, I got a little froggy. Um, I, okay. just think that, I just think that's hilarious. Oh, it is? Cause, well, because it's like, it's like cheesy. Oh, sorry, I got a little froggy. In I'm, I'm sorry that, <laughs> that I'm literally like the definition of dad joke, okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. But anyway, that was just a little side note. We are gearing up, what is it? What is it? 11 days it's until 11. Christmas. Oh my gosh. 11 flipping days. Wow. But um, just to be just to be 100% transparent, we are about to get in your Kool-Aid today. Yes. Like, it's going to be so good. Yeah. Monday oh morning, gosh. straight out of the gate, we're getting up in your Kool-Aid. And again, I want to say that we don't ever really talk about anything on the podcast that the Lord already, already isn't taking us through. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, for real. Um, welcome to our world. <laughs> This is authentically, unapologetically what we've been walking through. And so you're coming with us. Welcome to the journey. Come on. Let's go. Um, I do want to bring up something. Okay. Because we're talking about it being December, right? Yeah. Well, Aubrey and I have been listening to this man. He's an amazing evangelist now, but he actually was a Satanist. And his name's John Ramirez. Look him up. He's amazing. Um, but th- it was, it was kind of crazy because he was talking about how... Um, he was in that. He literally called himself the devil's son for 25 years. He was in that deep. And so what's so amazing about it is that he came out of it and he met Jesus and he was never the same again, right? But he also has the devil's playbook. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like, what? Um, and something that he said that really opened my eyes, Aubrey, was that there's two months of the year that um, Satan brings all of his people and demons together to literally like conspire against the church yeah the most but also the world in general right yeah and those two months are october and december yeah and he was like it was just interesting how he put it he's like well you guys are out there shopping at the mall wondering if so-and-so wears a size large or size xl we're getting you know they're getting together And they're like conjuring up spells and curses. Like I'm not, we're not trying to scare you guys, but I think we get so caught up in the shallow day to day that we don't realize like there's spiritual warfare all around us and that the devil is real. Like he's real. Right. And even bringing it back to beyond what's going on in the supernatural, which we have, we absolutely need to be aware of in the natural. Even you talk about, even the the financial burden a lot of times that Christmas can be mm-hmm. on marriages and mm-hmm. on families, and with what we're already struggling with with 
COVID-19, a lot of small businesses shut down and, mm-hmm. and a lot of different things. So both in the natural, which we need to pay attention to, but even more than that, the supernatural, the enemy uses the month of December to oh, yeah. attack marriages. And one of the main causes of divorce in the United States for a marriage is financial. Mm-hmm. Financial burdens, financial stress, not seeing eye to eye on finances. And so the enemy is at war all the time. I think we, we need to highlight the fact that the Bible describes him as walking around like a roaring lion yeah, seeking, seeking who he may devour. And, and you know, Aubrey, I think he attacks um, marriages because yeah. they're mirror to our covenant with Jesus in the church. Well, yeah, and how Jesus sees and the church. And he hates that. Yeah. And he wants to attack it. Yeah, absolutely. And so I think I think that it, it brings us back around to the main thing that we want to talk about in this podcast Monday morning as you're starting out your week is the importance of what voice are you listening to. Mm-hmm. Here, Here's the thing. Every situation, every thought that comes into our mm-hmm. mind, in, in therein, it comes into to your thought process first and then comes out of your mouth. Everything that we do, there's, there's two voices that are constantly battling for the top place yeah. in our mind. And those two options are the voice of God or the voice of the enemy. Mm. It's simple. Now, we do have our own voice, right? Mm-hmm. Where, where we're thinking, you know, mm-hmm. and, and we have our own thoughts. Well, because it's, you know, in your head, you're not, if you're hungry and you're like, man, pizza sounds good. Get behind me, devil. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's the devil. Let's be honest. But, yeah. you know, sometimes it is just our flesh. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you're starting a new diet or you're like you know, on the, on the Daniel fast or something and it's like, give me a pizza. Okay. That's probably the enemy. I need a pizza. Uh, yeah. I need a meat lover's pizza. <laughs> no. But really though. It, it, it's it's the very real sense that there is a constant battle going around. Whether I mean, you, you know, you might think, oh, well, this is hyper spiritual. That's okay because the fact of the matter is that there's a battle going on in your mind all the time, and so we have to. The Bible says we have to take every thought captive, right? And, and why would we have to take it captive? Because we have to recognize the simple fact: Am I siding with the voice of the accuser, yes. or am I siding with the voice of God? Well, and there's only two that's options. So important too is realizing that spiritual warfare—it's all about territory physical territory and also mental territory and spiritual territory like that's you know what i mean you have the you have the devil and all of his demons and followers literally fighting for territory on earth and also in our minds and we're having to combat that with the goodness you know in the blood of jesus and we're taking territory yeah you know well that's that's why it says don't don't leave a foothold for the enemy. A lot of times, mm-hmm. the the thoughts that we accept and the things that we allow to come out of our mouth, we're basically leaving the back door of our house open for the thief to come in and do whatever he wants. Well, and it's all about our stance, right? And and that's your territory. Yeah. If you if you openly listen to the voice of the enemy, you're 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 siding with the voice of the enemy. You're giving away your territory. Well, and you could be a victor which is who we are mm-hmm. in Christ, or we could be a victim because, oh, right. the world, nothing can go right for me. Oh, well, you just spoke it out. So yeah, I guess nothing can go right for you. Instead yeah. of rebuking like, hey, enemy, no, you can't touch this house. Yeah, Sickness has to leave, you know, um, arguing, marital arguing. There's been times where Aubrey and I have just argued about some of the dumbest stuff. And I just sat back and I was like, 
uh-uh, no, we're rebuking the enemy because there's no way I just got mad because he put his cup over there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, honestly, like, right. we just have to be aware and have that discernment, which a lot of people just look right past things. Yeah, a lot of people are just like, oh, it's just a bad day. Yeah. You know, and, and we, we try to downplay, I think the biggest mistake that we make as Christians on a daily basis is we downplay the the spiritual. Mm-hmm. We, we downplay yeah. and we're just like, well... You know, it's just one of those days, just a bad day or, you know, like for, for people, especially that, that struggle with depression or anxiety, mm-hmm. it's, oh, it's just one of those days, you know, it attacks harder some days than others. Mm-hmm. And, and I would agree that sometimes the enemy is attacking you harder oh, yeah. than other days. Mm-hmm. But I would also stop and recognize that maybe those days you're getting hit hardest are the days when breakthrough is about to come your way. Exactly. And a lot of the times we just kind of give up and go crawl in a hole and be like, oh. Yeah. And and so, yeah, we we find ourselves having to make the choice between the two two voices in our head. Yes. And um, I love it in in John chapter 8, right? It talks about the woman who was caught in adultery. Mm -hmm. The the city, the men of the city bring her out, the high priests and everybody, all the Pharisees, they bring her out, they throw her down on the ground in front of Jesus, and they say, they say, good teacher. First of all, they recognized his authority when they first entered onto the scene. They were or, like, or do you feel like, Aubrey, that's a little bit of manipulation to Jesus? I don't know. That just kind of hit me like, well, good teacher. You better give us something good right now because we're about to put this up in oh, front of you, yeah. in front of everyone. I mean, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a good point. I never really looked at it like that. I always thought that... They just kind of came in and they had to submit to the authority. Because that could be seen. Yeah. And, <laughs> and so they, they they are making a choice, even though they feel like in that moment that they are righteous. Mm-hmm. And according to the law of Moses, which they say, they have every right to throw stones at this woman. Yeah. And, and Jesus bends down and he writes something in mm-hmm. the sand. Mm-hmm. And then he stands up and he says, let he that has no sin cast the first stone and one, the Bible says one by one, people begin to not just leave, but they drop their stones right there in front mm-hmm. of them, and then they walk off. Yeah. And then Jesus says, where are your accusers now? Mm-hmm. See, everybody in this scenario was given an opportunity, mm-hmm. whether I'm going to listen to the voice of the <clears throat> enemy or listen to the voice of God. And unfortunately, even though they felt as though, and according to the law of Moses, they were righteous. The mm-hmm. Pharisees were righteous in their, you know, in, in their actions. Mm-hmm. They were still partnering with the voice of the enemy when the voice of God says, hey, you're not perfect either. So, you know, you can throw stones as long as you have no sin, but they didn't. And so they dropped it. And then they submitted to the voice of God mm-hmm. after that. But at the beginning of the story, they were partnered with the wrong voice. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the thing. Like, you know, I know we've said this before in earlier podcasts. It's not a sin to be tempted. The accuser will come to you and will try to tempt you. And that's, do not ever feel shame for that. The huge part is what are you going to draw in the sand mm-hmm. when you get to that point? Are you going to speak the word of God against him like Jesus did when he was in the desert for 40, 40 days, 40 nights? And the enemy came to him and tried to tempt him, right? Yeah. Which I think you're going to bring up in a little bit. But, like, are we going to combat him with the word of God? Because that's our power. 
Yeah. It's the word, you know, the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony. Like it's, it's the word and it's the blood and it's Jesus's name. And it's Christ in us. Yes, exactly. And so when we say the name of Jesus and we bring up the cross, it reminds the devil and his demons of their doom. Mm. And he don't want to be reminded of that. Mm. They have to scram because where the light is, Jesus is the way, the truth and the life. They can't be there. They, They can't, they no longer have dominion, but we have to take it. We have to speak it. You can have yeah. all the power of God in you and keep your mouth shut and there's going to be no territory that you can take for the kingdom of God yeah. because you won't open your mouth. Well, we, and you don't take authority. Yeah, exactly. You don't and take it captive. You're not deciding to be a victor instead of a victim. Right. Well, and that, that goes into um, the, the, the fact of the matter is there's two, there's two books of the Bible that the enemy hates. Mm-hmm. Right, and we saw this in that video the other day. Um, Genesis, the very first book that's the most criticized book in the entire Bible is Genesis. Science tries to disprove it. Everything, mm-hmm. everything is always attacking the book of Genesis. Yeah. But here's here's why the enemy hates the book of Genesis, though, because the book of Genesis in chapter three, when when the enemy comes as the serpent, he gives us his strategy on how he overcomes us. It's, it's through, it's through manipulation. Mm -hmm. And, and I I wrote in my notes right here that, that Genesis three is the very first case that we ever experience of FOMO. Yeah. The enemy comes in as the serpent and he tells Eve, he said, well, the reason why God doesn't want you to eat of that fruit is because if you do, you'll be as wise as he. And FOMO is fear of missing out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> FOMO. Yeah. Fear of missing out. It's, it's, uh, anyway. So, so Eve goes, oh my gosh, God is withholding from me. Mm-hmm. And even though he wasn't, mm-hmm. the enemy comes in almost harmless and he just plants thoughts and he planted that thought inside Eve's mind in that moment. He planted a thought. And so right there in that moment, you, you have Eve who could literally, Adam and Eve, walked with God. Yeah, she could have been like, that's not my God right. you're talking about. He wouldn't do that. Right, but they, they, they walked with him so she knew what God's voice sounded oh, like. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. she knew what God said, but then here comes the enemy with another voice inside of her head. And in that moment, she partnered mm-hmm. with the wrong voice. Yeah. And so... The enemy's strategies don't change. It's always the same. Oh, it's, yeah. it's always he always tries to come in harmlessly, and he plants ideas that and you he, accept as your own. And he plays off your fears, right? And and that's that's the thing that you, we accept them as ours. And that's why you said a second ago, Jordan, discernment for Christians. Mm. Discernment is is the biggest weakness that we have in the church because people don't know. People will react. And do things out of thoughts that they think are their own, mm-hmm. but they're really partnering with the wrong voice. And so that is why the enemy hates the book of Genesis. The second book that the enemy hates is the book of Revelation. Mm-hmm. Yes. And it's because the book of Genesis shows us Satan's devices. He, it shows us how he attacks. Mm-hmm. And the book of Revelation teaches Christians about his doom. Mm-hmm. And Revelation tells us, that Satan, that God is going to throw Satan into the lake of fire and he's going to be trapped in his own place that he convinced 
He talks people into sin to where they end up in hell, right? Satan is going to be trapped there too. Yeah. And so those are the two main books of the Bible that that he despises because it shows it shows us his hand yeah. and it shows us his destruction. Yeah. And you know something else that he says to Aubrey is um we're talking about pretty much the voice of God and the voice of the enemy. It's black and it's white. Mhm. You know. And he, the enemy likes to lie to us and say there's a lot of gray area. Like, oh, that won't hurt. Yeah. Um, let's just say you, um, okay, you're really bad about gossiping, right? Um, what if the enemy, you go to church and you get convicted, right? The enemy's like, listen, it's not even that big of a deal. Like, so you have to let out your frustrations every once in a while. You know what Whoa. I mean? You hear these things. Yeah. And then even like, I'm going to be real, like the issue of how many people in the church are addicted to pornography. It's like, a, it's like two different it's like you're living a double life and it, it might not be gossip and it might not be pornography, but it's something else. How about like, you can't be without your phone. You feel naked. Oh my gosh. And the question is, if the Lord asked you to give it up, the enemy's going to say, oh, that's not what's holding you back from God. Listen, you just need to be working on your relationship over here. You know what I mean? Yeah. This isn't getting in your way because the enemy knows that that is the one thing that's keeping you away from living a life that is going to have no boundaries with God. Yeah. Because it's so sad, Aubrey, but I'm, I bet you at least 80% of Christians have something that they're not willing to give up, and that's an mm. idol in your life. And the Lord can't fully use you. He's asking for a surrendered heart. And surrendered, that doesn't mean you give a little bit, right? Um, yeah. We heard a message today about the alabaster jar. It didn't say she opened it and poured it out. It said she broke it she on broke the feet the of Jesus. She, had, she broke it, which means she was pouring up pouring it all out there was nothing she was going to keep for herself to well decide. and it couldn't be refilled either it couldn't no it was broken right because i mean the bible also tells us that if we rebuke the enemy yeah right and then he'll he the enemy can come back seven times stronger oh yeah if we, if we don't get to the root and that, that reminds me of how the kingdom of darkness works how he was saying um one of the tools of the enemy is the kingdom of darkness works in patterns and cycles where you can be freed and but then be bound again in just a short period of time because yeah. you didn't fully cut it there at the root and pull yeah. it. Yeah, that that's the thing. And, and you know, you might be sitting here going, man, I, I've been struggling with this for a long time and I keep going to the altar. I keep I keep trying to ask the Lord to take this from me. I keep, and, and Jordan knows this struggle for me. I'm going to be 100% transparent. For a long time, tobacco oh, yeah. had a hold on me. Mm -hmm. Even after Jordan and I got married... I tried to, I kind of basically tried to keep the fact that I was addicted to dipping mm -hmm. a secret, you know, even after we got married. And then I tried to, and, and you know, and I tried to kick that so many times. Oh, yeah. And I remember crying mm -hmm. in my prayer time saying, Lord, please take this from me. Mm. And I was trying to do it all in my own strength. Wow. And then so then finally, finally, one day I just... I just go and I took every remnant of it mm -hmm. and I threw it away. Yeah. And I refused to let myself buy anymore. And and I walked away from it. And and the Lord gave oh my gosh. The the Lord gave me so much strength through that because I wanted mm -hmm. to just rip everybody's head off and I was like, Ugh. like I yeah. would almost do anything <clears throat> for you know, for that. But now I'm sitting here 
free as can be. And yeah. that, but it doesn't mean that I'm not still tempted by it. It oh, doesn't yeah. mean that yeah. I, can, I walk into a gas station wow. and I, I'm checking out mm-hmm. at the counter and my eyes are naturally drawn to where they were drawn thousands of times. Wow. And I'm like, oh, well, you know, I could, I could just get one of those, you know, just one, one more can, you know, and it, and it yeah. won't do anything. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, those are the voices that it plays. And there's sometimes those, those drawings are strong mm-hmm. and then other times they're not. So it goes, what you're talking about, about the cycles and about how sometimes the enemy, you know, we'll think that we're smooth sailing and we're free from something. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, it just comes back and it comes back with a vengeance. Mm-hmm. That's because we never got the root. And Aubrey, you know, oh my gosh, guys, like I can't even express all of the heavenly things that were brought down on us today and messages and things we were listening to. But remember, Robert Heidler was talking about the tribe of Dan. Yeah. And they, there were prophecies, but you know, the 12 tribes of Israel, Dan was one of them. And it, oh my gosh, that tribe, all these prophetic words from Moses spoken over them, Mm -hmm. you know, um, from Abraham spoken of what Dan would be. That they would be a mighty force. They would be these creative powers. You know, they would be like, oh my gosh, just like a mighty force for the kingdom of God. And they didn't take it because they weren't willing to let go of their idols. Yeah. Man, and it's just like you got to get to that place, guys, where you get down. And we're working on it. We are not there. So I'm talking yeah. to myself too. Yeah. you got to get to that point where you're like, Jesus, I want you more. Yeah. I want you well, more. One of, the, one of the most convicting things that I heard today was... Uh, a message that we were listening to where a guy said, you're on Facebook more than you're spending time with the Lord. And I was like guilty as charged, raising my my hand in the air. And he goes, so really you're wanting to spend more time with Mark Zuckerberg than you are with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And And I'm like, oh my God. He said something so, um, man, he said, you can't be married to God and sleep with the enemy on the side. Whoa. And that hurt because it's like, <laughs> I would never. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I think we all have different versions of idols. But, man, we we might have to do a part two Jeez. on this podcast it's so that, so so that we're, not, we're, not, <laughs> we're not here all day. But um, it, I think it's, it's important to understand for all of us that every single decision that we make Every thought, take every thought captive. Yes. Every action, any anything that that draws our eyes, draws our heart, draws our mind, we have to be more decisive on what actions that we take, and we have to be more discerning of what voice is this that's guiding me in this direction. It, and mm-hmm. and we're we're speaking of this. In, in like a way of we don't have this figured out. We're speaking this because this is this is the, the journey that oh. we said at the beginning that the Lord is taking us through. And we have to understand as Christians, I think that we spend a lot of time talking about salvation and mm-hmm. talking about Jesus and everything. But I don't think that we spend enough time talking about how real our enemy is. Well, you know, one of the biggest lies from hell is is this statement, ignorance is bliss. Yeah. All that means to me is that's complete opposite. Ignorance is actually you getting beat to death by the enemy and you think that it's just bad luck or you think, oh, God just has something against me and you are slowly dying. Oh, goodness. Yeah, I hate that. Just lucky, I guess. 
god. Yeah, in different seasons. Um, okay. So so here's here's where where it all it all comes down to. Um, I looked up a second ago. I'm just going to read a few of these, mm-hmm. but I think it's important to understand for everybody that's listening to this, we have an enemy that is out to destroy you. He, he hates he you. He hates you. He wants to destroy your family. He wants yep. to he wants to destroy <clears throat> your spouse. He wants to destroy your children. He wants to destroy every ounce of favor. He wants to destroy your relationship with the Lord mm-hmm. first and foremost. And then as he does that, as he can draw you away from the secret place and as he can distract you with so many day-to-day things that you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and maybe you are spending more time on social media than you are with the Lord. See, one thing that I've noticed, and I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, but one thing that I've noticed is a lot of the people that are so distraught by where our government's at and where the United States of America is and, and our politics are people that aren't going to wisdom for the Lord. They're not going to the secret place with the, him. Yeah, there, there, there is no... Paul says that it doesn't matter what you go through, that with the Holy Spirit comes yeah. a peace that surpasses all understanding. And so if you don't have peace mm-hmm. on a daily basis, then you're not mm-hmm. communing with the one where the peace well, comes from. Well, didn't Paul from. write that from prison? Yeah. Well, <laughs> so yeah. So there it is. His, his life wasn't exactly roses, but... It's it's important for all of us to understand that there are 32 different names for Satan in the Bible. And, you know, I, I know that, that we have authority over Satan, that, that Jesus, through the blood of Jesus, that we yeah. have the power. Yeah. He has conquered sin and death. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying <laughs> that we should give the enemy a high platform oh, in our no, life. No. But I am saying that we have to recognize where he's coming from. Yeah. And it's important to understand where he's coming from by some of the names that the Bible declares that he is. One of them is the accuser. Mm-hmm. the accuser of the brethren. Yes. So he's the one. So if you have thoughts in your mind that are always accusing other people of doing things, you you might be vo- listening to the voice of the he enemy. He is the one that blows things out of proportion in your head about somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I'm the adversary, <clears throat> right? Mm-hmm. So so any thoughts that that are not of God that come into that it's it's the adversary. Thoughts he's that the pull opposite. you away from God and question his goodness and faithfulness. Yeah. Here's here's the, the, I mean, they calls him the thief, the 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 serpent, the ruler of this world, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So so I think it's important to highlight for a second that when when Satan came and tempted Jesus, yeah. in the wilderness, and he said, "If you bow down to me, I will give you all of these kingdoms," and he showed Jesus all of the kingdoms, yeah. that he would give him control. Jesus Jesus quoted scripture back at him. Jesus never said. Hey, you don't have the authority to give that to me because Jesus knew that he did. Mm-hmm. Because Satan is the ruler of this world, mm-hmm. but Jesus knew in order to defeat this clown, mm-hmm. I got to go continue to do everything. And let's come back and talk about the question that people say. Well, if God's so good, then why is there sickness? Why is mm. there cancer? Why are there people killing people? It is because God gave us free will. And he also, he gave every living being that he's created free will. That includes his angels and the devil is a fallen angel. Yeah. He has the Lord has given us free will. If he takes free wills from somebody, he has to take it from all of us. God God doesn't want to control us. No. He he wants us he wants us to want him 
as much as he wants us. And it's us. our choice, Aubrey, to speak those words that bring protection. Yeah. We have that authority. Yeah. Um, so so here here's here's the breakdown. We're we're I mean, we're almost done with the, with this podcast. No. Let's keep going. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I mean, we could. We that's why I said we might have to do a part two. Yeah. But I, I think it's important. Okay, it, it's it's very important to uh to understand that um, Matthew, hold on, Matthew chapter six. I'm gonna go to this really fast because it's important that the disciples were asking were asking Jesus to teach us how to pray, right? Mm-hmm. And so Jesus says, um, the Lord's prayer. Mm-hmm. I think everybody did that before basketball games or, or sporting events all the time. Mm-hmm. We used to do it all the time. I had no idea what it meant. It's just something that I memorized and yeah. it had no power to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it says, our father who are, who our father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Right? So, so basically you're, you're leading out by saying, God, I, your name is above I all names. You, I, I worship you. I worship you. Anyway, but you keep going down, you keep going down through this and, um, it's like let let your will be done and and everything like that. Hold on, I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch versions really quick. And it says, um, "Don't let us be led into temptation, and don't let us yield to temptation." Right? Mm-hmm. Being tempted is not a sin, like you said a second yeah. ago. But but don't let us fall yield into to it. it. Don't yeah. let us fall into it. But the very uh, next sentence after that says, "But rescue us." From the evil one. Mm-hmm. Jesus thought it was a po- important enough when he was teaching his disciples how to pray to Lord, don't let us rescue us from the evil one. Rescue us. Which means the enemy's going to attack you. Mm-hmm. You, you. You don't have any choice. You can't. You can't yeah, avoid that. You can't that. opt out. Yeah. Go to a you hole can't just be like, oh, okay, you. well, I just choose not to let the enemy attack me today. You can't do that. Yeah. Because he's going to. And especially if you're righteous and you are trying to fulfill what God has called you and your family to fulfill, the enemy's going to attack you. And Jesus took the time to teach his disciples, don't let us fall into temptation and deliver us from the evil one. Jesus took the enemy seriously. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we don't. As Christians, we're just yeah. like, oh, Satan's under my feet, which is a true statement. It's a true statement. But a lot of times we refuse to see well, what he's doing and, or we can't see it. And don't think just because you said a powerful prayer a month ago that he's still under your feet right yeah. now. You know what I mean? Yeah. We gotta yeah. be on guard every day. It says, you know, uh, pray that every day. That, mm-hmm. that prayer. And something that I want to say to you, Aubrey, is that like what an ignorant Christian ends up being is a hypocri- hypocritical Christian. Ooh. And Satan loves hypocritical Christians. Mm. Because if lost people look at hypocritical Christians... I don't want that. I don't no, want I'm what good. you have. I deal with enough hypocrites around yeah. me. You go to church every Sunday, but there's nothing different about your That's life. That's how he wants it. That's <laughs> how he wants it. You've got to, oh man, yeah. get to the root of whatever's holding you. And so we, we, we're, we're gearing up for Christmas and, and we're gearing up for one of the most financially burdening, I guess you would say, Times of the year. Well, and sad for people. And sad for a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, Christmas, through yeah. missing all of my family, Christmas can be tough yeah. sometimes. Uh, birthdays can be tough. A lot of different times can be tough. 
And but there's a lot of loneliness at Christmas. There's a lot of financial burden. There's a, there's a lot of things in the works. And not to mention the fact that we are trying to celebrate the birth of our Savior. You don't think that the enemy wants to attack you harder oh, yeah. when you're trying to focus on Jesus. I mean, we should be focusing on Jesus the other 11 months of the year too. But for the most part, mm-hmm. a lot of people, a lot of families, this is the time that they attend church. <laughs> but <Yeah>. but anyway, <laughs> it's we we have we have the opportunity. Everything that we say, we do, we speak. Am I attached? Am I listening to the voice of God and speaking life into that person? Or am I attached to the voice of the enemy and accusing and being an adversary to that person and listening to the father of lies? All of these are all names of the Mm. enemy. And I'm telling you, as Christians today in America, if we don't start taking the enemy seriously Mm -hmm. and start combating him Mm -hmm. in the supernatural, then we are going to end up at a place where God never designed us to be and we're going to be miserable and and it's going to be too late. And I want to say two things before we're done, Aubrey. Um, I just heard this, the Lord saying the church can't afford to be distracted anymore. Mm. Um. And something, Jeremiah Johnson, that you sent me, something that he said, it hit, okay, you know the God of the Old Testament, Yeah. you know, the judgment that he put on, you know, and certain things like that, and how we talk about, this is the grace period, you know, all this stuff like that, Mm -hmm. and that's amazing, and it is, you know, but the Lord's not going to tolerate certain things for much longer. It's getting, it's getting down to the nitty gritty. And something that Jeremiah Johnson said, he said he was preaching, right? And it just came right out. So it was just the Lord speaking through him. And he said, since most of the church didn't um, have their awakening in 2020 that I called forth, 2021 is going to bring a rude awakening. Mm. And I don't think that that's God like lightning bolt, lightning bolt. I think that that's (laughs) so long we've been distracted. And so long the spiritual warfare and the enemy just like... Uh, I feel like it's rocky when he's about to go down and he's just about to lose. Like, he's going to have to. Like, there's no way he can get back up, right? Because we were talking about rocky a few weeks ago. Mm. That's what the enemy's doing to so many people in the church. They're on the ground and they're counting. They're like at nine. Mm-hmm. It's time to get up. Yeah. Like, we're the victors in this because yeah. of what Christ Jesus did. Throw the cross in his face. Mm-hmm. Like, we cannot, the church can no longer be distracted. Throw away your distractions. Yeah. Well, I, I think that in America, the the greatest the greatest manipulation that the enemy has done is lulled Christians to sleep. Yep. And well, when you're asleep, you can't be alert. Right. And people, the church is focusing on, you know, making people feel happier and do yeah. everything like that. Like God wants you to be a victor, which all of these are are very true statements, but. I think that what we're not doing is addressing the enemy enough. Because not that he needs to have authority or, like I said earlier, a platform, but if Jesus thought it was important enough to address him in when he taught the disciples how to pray, then I think it's important that we address him and we, we thank God for the rescue from him and we put him under our feet. But just as we have to die daily and we have to humble ourselves daily, we have to put him under our feet daily. Mm-hmm. Which means knowing when he's attacking us and shutting it down, shutting all access points to him off 
from me and my family. My house is covered by the blood of Jesus. My mind is covered. My mind is renewed. And enemy, you are not going to have a place. I'm not going to listen to that voice. It doesn't mean he's going to stop, but it means I have the discernment to know when he's coming at me and when the voice of the Lord is speaking to me. Well, and we're all called to be warriors, right? You can't... Oh, absolutely. You can't be a warrior and go to... Um, frou-frou camp every day where you just get your manicure and pedicure and you're taken care of and you're pampered in the church so you feel good when you leave um no this is this is battleground we need to start well you can't if if you're not if you're not uh dressing up ready for war and putting on your full armor every day it'd be like walking out there with just like a trash bag taped to you and the enemy loves when you underestimate him oh yeah because then i got him yeah they they don't even expect me to come in this way here i go yeah when he comes in with so many different, it's all and it's all manipulation. It's all smoke and mirrors, but people buy into it because they don't have the discernment to know. Okay, this is the enemy, and we have to get there. The church mm-hmm. has got to wake up and take authority once again, and stop just sitting here going, "Oh well, you know him hawing around." Yeah, the- I I'm sorry. I just got a visual. Is this the Geico commercial? Just really quick before we end. It reminds me. It was like making fun of a horror movie. And it was the chainsaw guy was coming to kill. And they're <laughs> yeah. like, let's hide over there. And it's a hut full of chainsaws. Yeah, let's hide behind the chainsaws. And they're like, okay, let's go. And they're yeah. hiding. And the, and the murderers are staring at them like, are y'all idiots? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's literally the church right now. They mingle in things like that they could be mur- killed in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sleeping. That's, that's why I say the, the enemy is so clever at what he does. And it's like going and watching a stage music uh, magician, like an illusionist, and then not knowing that it's all an illusion. Like you're like, wow, this guy's got some magical powers. You know what I mean? Like that. that that's 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 what it's like. And and we just we we continue to to go in these cycles of you know, you go to church two hours a week or whatever it might mm-hmm. be, but the enemy's trying to get you seven days a week. Mm-hmm. So it's like, are you really prepared for that? We have to step our game up and we have to know at the end of the day, is this the voice of the Lord or is this the voice of the enemy? Because I refuse to partner with the voice of the enemy any longer. Amen. Mm. Okay, well, hey, if that didn't convict you, then I honestly don't know what to do. <laughs> well, yeah, and, and we're not pointing fingers either. This is literally what the Lord's dragging us through. No, too. Aubrey literally hurt my feelings a few times when we were recording this by the things that you've said because it convicted me. Yeah. Did I hurt your feelings? Yeah. Oh, good. Okay, so now we're even. <laughs> yeah, and you have to shoot down partnering with the voice of the enemy when that happens. But I, I just pray that you guys have a great week. I pray that you're, you ask the Lord for discernment. Um, the Bible says that you ask for wisdom and he will give it to you. He won't withhold any good thing from you. So ask for wisdom, ask for discernment in recognizing the voice of the enemy and shut it down before it starts. Yeah. Shut it down. We, we've got to stand Mm -hmm. up and take authority. We're the body of Christ. We're the bride. Mm -hmm. We're the bride of Christ. Jesus chose you. Yeah. He chose you. He equipped you. We got to stand up and and we got to stop partnering Mm -hmm. with that. Nasty voice. Wow. But this is the week. Wow. This is the week. And I believe that everybody listening to this today, I believe that you have the ability because you're going to ask for discernment and the Holy Spirit's going to come in and it's going to block and it's going to show you access points that the enemy used to give in. And when you repent, 
Yes. When you bring those before the Lord and you repent and you rip that thing out and you say, Lord, take it out by the root. I refuse to partner with this thing any longer. And we remove access points to the enemy. Yep. Revival that we've all been talking about and praying about will come. After we wake up. After we wake up and we remove the enemy's access. It's going to be Dang. good. Here oh comes 2021. Gosh. Let's roll. But you guys, for now, have a great week. <laughs> for now, have a great week. I pray this something that we said. Um, just, just sp- like I hope, I hope that it fanned the flame in you and didn't kind of come and kind of beat you up and be like, man, you know, I'm a slacker you know, because we all are. We're all slackers that are just trying to get it right. That's why we need Jesus. Hey, and we're just being authentic. Yep, we are. So there we are. We love you guys. We love you. Have a great week. It's going to be good. Bye.